I noticed when I said that everybody got really quiet. Uh. <laughs> it, got, it got deathly still in here. I always try to I always try to kind of stay in a place in, in the frame of mind. I feel like the, the, the Lord is leading me and of course everything we're going to. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, try to keep focus on that. And try to be uh, consistent with that. But there's times that I believe that the, the Spirit of the Lord, He, he intervenes and kind of keeping us a little bit on the same track, so to speak, but kind of in, in a sense, He'll, how could I say, he'll, he'll add a little bit to the thought. And the, that's kind of what He's done this evening. And what we've been going through. Well, what we've been talking about as far as uh, experiencing the life that he has given us and, and uh, the life that we have, the promises that we have right now, as a result of the New Testament covenant. And uh, there's so many things about it, and we're just, to be honest with you, we're just, we're just touching the tip of the iceberg. A lot of times, you know, I, I, I guess I, I, I try to, I try to as much as I possibly can understand, uh, especially when it comes to uh, teaching or just basically uh, getting into the, the Word of God to, to gain some kind of knowledge or understanding. And, and, and of course, everything everything that we are doing right now is, is for our benefit. I'm doing this not just for my benefit, but I'm doing it for your benefit too. So, um, all because, I don't know how, how you know, and, I, and I'm sure everybody in here loves God. I hope you love God. I hope you love God. But uh, that you could have that, that relationship with Him. And if you, if you really put yourself in the position where you can lean, we sang that song, lean, lean, leaning on the everlasting arms, leaning on him. Yeah. You, you will basically find out that when you do so, how much your life is, is going to be blessed. <coughs> God is going to be able to uh, intervene in your life in not just a few situations, but all of them. Regardless of what we're going through, and he'll definitely, he always, he always has a better way. He always seems to lead us in a place where, you know, if we if we just put our trust in him and believe in him and be faithful, we're going to find out that, you know, he he always comes through. He always comes through for us. So that's kind of when we talk about what it is to prosper spiritually that's what that's what we're that's what we've been uh, we have been studying about and being able to prosper in the spirit like that uh, to live life to the fullest in him and we can we definitely can and uh, but it, 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 it's, it's kind of almost like a, uh, and I, 
hate to use it this way to 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 describe it this way or, or to put something on it to, so that you know because uh, one thing about the Lord he's always faithful and whenever something does not basically uh, when a promise of this is is left undone it's not so much because of him it, it, it falls back to us and, and you know we always tend to make it more complicated than it really seems and it's not there's always an area in our life sometimes and here's the thing and, I, and I'm not saying this I'm not trying to I'm not trying to meddle or anything like that but we may not be totally involved in gross sin I'm saying that because maybe we're not there might be a few who are still affected by sin or sin is trying to uh, creep back into your life but we, we have the remedy to overcome all we have to do is, is plead the blood of Jesus and get down and pray and when we do we're going to find out he's going to give us the victory to overcome and, and here, here's the other part of it this is the part that I guess we, we, we don't really we're not aware of is that you know we may not be so much as indulging in certain things we used to do in our, in our past and I hope you're not but and we, and we say well I'm doing fine I'm okay but the other part of it is this the Bible says to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin so there are certain things in our life that we can basically we will omit God's will is one of them do God's will. And I, and I mean, when we talk about God's will, I'm talking about from the moment we wake up. And I, I'm not saying this, I'm, I, you know, I'm not saying that we all have to be spiritual, uh, how can I say it, intellectuals and, and man, we just got to be so uh, in the spirit that, you know, uh, that we're untouchable. Uh, I'm not saying that. It's just a, a process of humility a process of really loving God. A process of really wanting to do His will because that's what you want to do. Why? Because you love Him. And when you do, you're going to find out God will be able to fulfill His, His promise to you. It will be fulfilled. God will bring it to pass. That gives Him that gives him the liberty to minister in your life once those things are out of the way. Once, once our resistance is dealt with, our, you notice how I said that? I said our resistance. Once we can deal with our human nature. You know, we talk about that a lot of times. You know, sometimes we do it humorously, but and, and there's no, I guess, harm in that sometimes, but not if we always make that the focus of why we fail God. Falling back on our human nature. I know one thing, we may all be living and walking in the flesh, but guess what? We have His divine nature in us. Amen. 
as a result of being filled with the Holy Ghost. And then the other part of it is not just being filled with the Holy Ghost, but letting the Holy Ghost quicken you. Amen. Quickening you. That word means to make alive. To make you alive in him. So the life you're living is like Paul said, I'm not living, you know, according to the manner I used to live. I'm not living according to the dictates of my flesh and sin and carnality in the world. I'm not living that life no more. That's all said and done. Here's the thing about it. How many of you ever realize this? We can look forward to to living a resurrected life every day. Do you comprehend that? We can look forward to living a new life every day. If we don't, guess what? Even though we're not indulging in sin, if we refuse to take that step to let Him quicken us, you know what? We haven't really changed anything. Huh? And then pretty soon everything, and because you haven't changed anything, then it comes back around again. And when you face it, because we're not facing it with the Spirit of God in us, that's why we fail. That's why we fall. I'm kind of, I'm kind of concerned about that. How about you? I'm concerned about that. And uh, I believe this. I don't believe God called us to fail. I believe He called us to succeed. Right? Is everybody listening? I believe He called us to succeed. It's it's no, you know, if I want to say it this way, when we when we look in the Word of God, and I'll have Scripture. I'm just get ready now. I'll have Scripture for you. But when it concerns the Word of God, the Word of God gives us insight. It gives us direction. It gives us knowledge. It gives us wisdom. It helps us to, you know, understand and realize what it is that He wants us to do and what He wants to do in us. Then when we do that, when we understand that, and we let the Word of God have liberty in our lives, guess what? We will definitely be overcome. Hallelujah. So I thank the Lord. If you would turn your attention with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 70. And remember our thought now is being able to, to as, as John said in the Gospel of John, uh, when he spoke to the church back in his day that he said, I would that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. So we understand that. In other words, we can have, we can have that little extra uh, boost. How many of you need a boost? There's no harm in saying you need a boost. Because we all need a boost. That's why we come to church. That's why we come and we gather together because we all need a boost. We all need to plug in our batteries and allow the Spirit of God just to regenerate us. And, and, and amen. So that's why it's important for us. So, so in, in Psalm 70, verse number 20, 
I mean, Psalms, uh, did I say 70? Yes. Yeah, Psalm 70. Or 71, did I say 70? You said 70. Okay. Hold on here. Sometimes my, my handwriting is even hard for me to read. <laughs> Psalm 71, that's a, that's a one, not a zero. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say that looks like a compressed zero. <laughs> but that's actually a one. That's, that's my mistake. I, forgive me for that. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to know everybody's, uh, everybody's alert tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. In verse number 20, it says, Thou... Which has showed me great and sore troubles shall quicken me again. He will quicken us again. And look what he will do. And shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Uh -huh. Guess what? Uh, to be able to understand what he's saying here, of course, a lot of people probably read that and say, what's he talking about? Yeah, so did you realize that we're born from above? That's what that word born again literally means, being born from above. What, what does that mean? Where's the Holy Ghost? The Bible says the Holy Ghost is sent down from heaven. And it's sent down to us, we receive it. So we're born from above. In other words, you know what that means? Our new birth is 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 basically from another world, another realm, a spiritual realm. So as a result, God wants us not to live in the state of mind, everybody listening? Or the state of being, or even in this realm, this physical carnal realm. Yes, we, are, we have to be a part of it because we're still mortal, aren't we? So we have to be a part of it, but that doesn't mean we have to let what's out there, what, what influences everybody, we have to let that overwhelm us and overcome us. That's not what it's mean. We do, we do. Guess what? The Bible says that we, we're just like everybody else. We live in the flesh, but we live according to the Spirit of God, don't we? We walk in the flesh, but we live according to the Spirit of God in our flesh. Does everybody understand that? And, and, and that's, that's the thing that he has called us to. He, called, he has called us to live. He has called, now, now let me kind of put this in, in, in perspective for you, just kind of give you an idea. He's called us to live a higher life. Huh? He's called us to live a life that is on a higher plane. So when I, when I, when I speak about life being on a higher plane, I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about the world, basically consist of sin, hmm? carnality, abominations. There's the whole list of them. And, and, we, and that's all there. That's, that's what's, and we know what's out there in the world because we used to be part of the world, didn't we? We knew what we were bound in. We knew the life we lived. But thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Saved us and delivered us and brought us, brought us look what he says, brought us up out of the miry clay. Set our feet upon a solid rock. 
So as a result of him setting our feet upon a solid rock, guess what? He's elevated us. He's lifted us up so that we could live life in a different plane. In a different realm. And that realm, pay attention, that realm is a spiritual realm. So, so we see that. We can see that. That's kind of, you know, that's, that's, that's how the Spirit of God will draw us, it quicken us. And, and you, have to, you have to understand why, uh, in, in, and it's, it's in the Word of God. I mean, if we, if we went and we came across, if we pursued all the scriptures that talk about uh, being lifted up and being, you know, uh, being lifted up in Him and everything, uh, we would be here for the whole Bible study. But I just want to give you an idea. Look what he said in Ephesians chapter uh, 2, verse number 1. And you hath he quickened. You hath he quickened. He has made you alive. He has made you alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So he has made you alive who were, who were dead in trespasses and sins. So he's raised us from the dead. So when we talk about that type of death, we're talking about we were dead to God, weren't we? We didn't know God. We didn't even have any interest or any anything. Of, we, we didn't desire God, did we? But but guess what? Thank God that He loved us and He came into our lives. None of us were really looking for God. Here's the here's the truth. He was looking for us. I'm glad He found me. So he, he's, he's quickened us who were dead in trespasses and sins. And look what he says in verse number 5. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved. So he's quickened us together with Christ. And hath, what? Raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we see that according to what Paul said here, he raised us up together and made us sit together in, what did he say? Heavenly places. So in other words, we shouldn't be in the same area. We shouldn't be in the same environment. We shouldn't be in the same, uh, how can I say, the same realm that we used to live in. So everybody listen to me? We know what that consists of, don't we? Because when we sow to the, to the flesh, we shall of the flesh reap what? Corruption. Corruption means this. Death. Decay. Nothing, nothing really there. Just nothing but death and decay. Amen. A life of sin. So what does he do? He, he fills us with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I had an interesting thought one time traveling down the road. For some reason, I don't know why, but this is, you know, just to help you to understand. I was driving down the road, and you know when you hit a bump on the road, you know how the car was. And you're sitting here. But right away, I thought to myself, I'm glad I'm sitting on the seat. Because if I didn't have that seat, my rim would probably be scraping that road. 
Huh? Every bump we hit, we probably be scraping that road. Huh? But it's amazing how, you know, we could ride in a car, and, and if you really think about it, we're only inches inches above the ground. And we're traveling, what, 80 miles an hour. Woo! And we're only sitting inches above the ground. All because of the genius of man. Huh? All because of the genius of man. We're just sitting right up inches above the ground, and here we're going at high speed. Woo! And we think that's amazing. Huh? You can say, wow, that's amazing. And when you hit those bumps, it's just like... Huh? And, and you're glad your hind end isn't hitting the road, aren't you? Huh? Why? Because that would, that would definitely be painful. Amen. Huh? If not, you're having a lot of, you know, you, you, you'll get a lot of scabs on your end. <laughs> huh? and, and so, you know, I, I, that's kind of weird that, you know, I came across that thought. I was thinking, wow, that's something. I'm just sitting just inches above the ground. Here I'm going. Whoosh. But here's the thing. We can apply the same thing spiritually. God keeps us, if, if we let him lift us up in the spirit, if we are quickened in the spirit, he'll let us, he'll raise us up Amen. to where we will be above ground. Huh? Are you listening to me? We will be above ground. Even when there's a little turbulence, even when there's a little roughness as we're traveling, guess what? We're still going to be lifted up. We're still going to be held up. Why? All because of the work of His Spirit in us. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know what it does? It cushions. It cushions the turbulence. It cushions all those forces that come against us. Are you listening to me? It cushions those rough areas in our life too. The whole objective is that we don't hit ground. That we stay above ground. You get my gist? So that's what the Holy Ghost does for us. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the reality of it. He, Paul said this. He said that uh, uh, he has raised us up together. He has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In heavenly places. So in other words, we're elevated. We're elevated in the spiritual realm. Amen. Guess what? If we didn't have the Holy Ghost, we would be down here. Yeah, right. Huh? Yeah. Everything about our life would still be in this realm. Now, I'm talking about what happens in this world. Right I'm talking about the sin that is, is all over this world. We'd be, be down in this realm, but because the Holy Ghost, He's lifting us up so we can, we can live, amen, a, a resurrected life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so we see that. Now, uh, I want you. To, I want to turn your attention to the book of uh, Isaiah. Hallelujah. Fifty-five. Excuse me. I didn't give you a chapter. Isaiah fifty-five. Amen. Verses number uh, 
oh, 8 and 9, look, at, look what the Lord says. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Everybody see that? Amen. We always quote this every now and then. Well, at least I do. Amen. And for, look what he says. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. So are, are the, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, you go into the, the the Greek, I mean, not the Greek, the Hebrew, and you look at that word that he talks about being higher, and it's a word, the, the, the first definition that you'll see in, in, in uh, if you have a lexicon or, or a concordance, the first word that leap, leaps out at you is the word lofty. That leaps out at you. But as you go along, the next word that comes out, the next word that comes out is the word uh, exalted. Thank you. In other words, exalted means to be lifted up. Okay? And then, and then it goes even further and it says, lifted up above. Okay? So, so here's the thing. The Lord's, the Lord's just kind of speaking to his people and he's saying that hey you don't think like I do and you don't do what I do my ways are higher than your ways my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and now here's the thing because he is living in a different he is living in a different plane huh? he is living in a higher plane he is living in a different realm and 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 you know when we talk about when we talk about that, he's actually saying, and this is what it is, uh, that exalted to be exalted, to be lifted up in that fashion is this: what he is all about, his divine nature, his essence. He is a holy God. He is a righteous God. He is a God of judgment. And he exercises justice. He is a merciful God. He is a, amen, he is a forgiving God. He is a gracious God. Amen. He is a loving God. We can go on and go on. So he lives in that realm. He lives in that realm. So, and that's what he's talking about. He's, and in comparison to us, we're not like that. Human nature is not like that. The Bible says, the imaginations of our heart are deceitful. There's so many things about what is in our hearts. If we're not in the right state of mind or the, in the right state of being, if we're not quickened by the Holy Ghost, our mind will descend and you'll see all the works of the flesh and of the mind in Galatians chapter 5, verses number 17 through 22. You'll see all the works of the flesh. That's what exists when we're not in the right mind. So God makes that comparison. That's what he says. Hey, my, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher. You know, I, 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 my nature is obviously higher than your nature. Do you get my drift? Uh -huh. 
That's what it does. That's what our flesh does to us. Human nature. We have to battle with our human nature every day, don't you? Don't we? Along with temptation, along with the adversary of our soul, we have to battle with it. We we have to battle with it. But the, here, here's the thing: the only way you can overcome it is through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Right. Amen. I, I I don't think I finished reading that last part of uh, Psalm 71, did I? Uh. I was looking at this and the Lord drew my attention to this. I said, okay. But look what he says. When after he says that, uh, thou which hast shown me great and sore troubles shall quicken me again. Shall quicken me again. You'll make me alive again. And shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. He wants us to escape. He wants us to, to be lifted up with him. In those heavenly places so that we can escape what's down here in the earthly realm or the earthly mentality, the sin, the carnality, the immorality, the abominations, all the stuff that we see so, you know, we see out here. He wants us to live above that. He wants us to come out of that. So he said, uh, thou shalt quicken me up, thou shalt bring me up again from the depths of the earth. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to come out of the depths of the earth. Huh? Guess what? You and I know what it's like to live in that realm, don't we? We know what it's like to live in that state of mind. We don't, and let me tell you something. I wasn't happy with it. Why do we think we can be happy and satisfied with that life? Guess what? That's why you came to the Lord in the first place. Because you wanted to escape that. And, and God has... Provided a means so that you can escape it, so that you can overcome. And, and this is what it is. He wants us to live that, amen, resurrected life. He wants us to be lifted up with him. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see that. Now, he, he didn't stop there. That's what he said in verse 20, isn't it? But look what he says in verse 21. Here's, here's what he says. Thou shalt increase my greatness. Once you bring me up out of that environment, once you bring me up out of that atmosphere, are you listening to me? Once you bring me up out of those associations, what are you going to do? He said, thou shalt increase my greatness. Talk about pros prospering. Huh? Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. <laughs> That's why I say, life in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Life in the Spirit is something. I said something the other night. I'm going to say it again. I don't get tired of saying stuff. But I'll say this again. When the tough, when things get tough, the tough get going. Huh? And what's going to help us to get going 
is the Spirit of God. Okay? Look, look, what, uh, look what the Apostle Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1. And, and in verse number 3, he said, According to his divine power, according to his divine power, according to his divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life. You see that? Amen. Has given unto us all things that pertain unto life. In other words, but here's the thing. He's given us everything we need that pertains to our life. Huh? He's given us whatever resource we need from Him. All things that pertain to life. Alright? And godliness. Through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. He's called us to glory and virtue. Hallelujah. That's what he wants. And the only way that we are, his glory and his virtue are going to be manifested in us is if we live that exalted life. Huh? If we live that exalted life, what I mean by that is if we walk in, and breathe and live in his spirit. Last night was, uh, I tell you what, Last night I was soaring. In the spirit I was soaring. Sometimes I, I try to concentrate on why I came here, and you know I've got I have I'm carrying burdens for different people, so I try to concentrate on those burdens, and somehow in my praying, you know I'll I'll throw something out there for somebody if I get the chance when I get that opening on. The Spirit's not moving upon me. Because, man, I tell you what, when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, you want to just worship God. That's what I thought last night. And it's just like, and you know what? The Lord said, hey, just lift me up right now. Amen. Don't worry about these others. I'll, I'll work that out. You just lift me up. So I started to do that, and I'll tell you what. Kind of reminded me last night of a, my wife and I, we've flown to different areas in the United States. And I always remember taking off from the airport and when that plane builds up to speed, when it's lifting off the ground, you can feel that. The G-force. And you can look out, if you're sitting next to the window, you can look out and you can see yourself going up. But you can feel the force. The G-force. That's how it is in the Holy Ghost. Huh? Amen. Listen to me. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're cheating yourself out of the Holy Ghost, I feel sad for you. Because that's how quick God can lift you up. That's how quick God can take you up. And guess what? When he does that, you're going to feel the G-force. You're going to feel the G-force. And there's just something about being lifted up and you get way, way up there. And you look down and you go, wow. You get a bird's eye view of everything. Mm -hmm. Of the world below you. Here's the thing, when I first flew in an airplane, I can't remember exactly when that was, but I remember one time I was thinking, wow, I'm way up here. And I used to be way down there. Right. 
You know what? If we ever let the Holy Ghost have liberty in us, that's what we'd be saying. Man, I'm way up here. And I used to be way down there. Amen. Your thinking is a lot clearer up there. You can see a lot further up there. When you're down here in this environment, you can't think too good and you can't see the far. But if you're lifted up in the Holy Ghost, guess what? You have an advantage. So anyway, he says that uh, according to as his divine power had given unto us all things, all things, not just some things, not a few things. He said all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. So you ever wonder why it is when we go through something and we're, 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 we're struggling, we're, we're, we're facing temptation or trial or going through something. And it gets hard. It, 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 we, you know what? We all know how difficult it can get, don't we? We, we feel the reality of what it is to feel the, the pressure and the resistance and the unseen forces working against us. And it, sometimes it weighs us down, doesn't it? It burns us, doesn't it? Doesn't make us feel too good, don't it? And right away in our minds we begin to doubt. We begin to take everything God's promised us and turn it around because that's what the devil wants you to believe. But we don't see that for, for whatever reason our loving Heavenly Father allows us to go through those things, to face those things. To help us to understand that we go through certain things because He wants us to, to know this and experience this that praise God, we can overcome. We can get through this period of our life. We can. We can survive. There's a reason why he does it. Maybe it's because you might lack in faith. Huh? Maybe it's because you might have a little unbelief or a little doubt. Huh? But all of a sudden, God allows you to go through something so that you can take a real good look at it. And a lot of times to me, when it happens, guess what? I take a real good look at it and I say, hey, I, I can't do this without you. I need you in my life right now. So as a result, you know what I do? I commit my way to him. I commit my way to him. I say, okay, Lord. This is, you're going to help me through this. So he says that. He said that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. In other words, he doesn't do it, do it for our destruction. He does it for our, so that we can overcome and we can live. So that we can be partakers of his divine nature. That's pretty deep. My mind goes back to Jesus when he was walking on the waters 
all his all the apostles, all his disciples were in that boat. And there was that storm, the waves were just boisterous. They're just and they were obviously they were afraid because you know, pretty turbulent, pretty rough waters, and here you are in a boat and that thing could capsize, it could it could sink, it could go to the bottom. The worst thing the worst thing, you know, you always seem to imagine or think about the worst things happening. Yeah. Right? And here's Jesus walking on the wall. You know, I know he didn't say that. The King James Version doesn't say that. But I can just... I can just see I can just see him in my mind's in my mind's eye, I can just see him say approaching that boat he says, What's up boys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, there's the waves and the wind. You can just see him look back at them, wink his eyes. Don't worry, I got it all under control. <laughs> Peace be still. Yeah. Everything is. Can you imagine? And and we face those areas in our life sometimes, and all that, you know, all that commotion, all that force, all the wind, all the rain, all the waves, and 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 we got our eye on it, and it, our world is coming to an end, and Jesus is saying, "Just say the word." Because that's what his divine power, he wants us to be partakers of his divine nature. Hallelujah. I haven't even, well, we're out of time already. Thank you, Jesus. I'll go a few more minutes, is that all right? Amen. So, so we see that, we see that. Here's the thing. He said that he will raise us up from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt quicken me and raise me up from the depths of the earth. So, so we understand that he will do that. He will, O thou that hast showed me great and sore troubles, shall quicken me again, raise me up from the depths of the earth so that, you know, my greatness can increase. Huh? Now he's not talking about, you know, he's talking about us spiritually. Yes. He's talking about our, our, here's the thing. We talk about coming to church and, of course, that's good. It's good we do that. We talk about lifting them up, exalting him in worship and praise. It's good. It's good you can do that. But here's the thing. He doesn't just want us to do it here. He wants us to do it at all times. Amen. Wherever we go, we, wherever we are, He wants us to live that exalted life. He wants us to be raised up together with Him, to sit together with Him in heavenly places. Now, now, pray tell. Somebody tell me why did Paul say sit together with Him in heavenly places? Good question, isn't it? 
Where's Jesus right now? He's in us. He's in us. Yes, he is. That's true. But but symbolically, we know he resurrected, didn't he? Where did he go? He ascended up into where? Heaven. Where is he in heaven right now? Yes, he's high and lifted up. Where is he right now? He's occupying the throne. That's why the Bible says to sit together with him in heavenly places. Guess what that means? Rule. Rule. Authority. Power. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, by the way, some people won't take that and just literally take it and go way out in left field. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we ought to live that kind of life through the Holy Ghost. God would help us to, we would be raised above, you know, this world as far as the mindset and lifestyle of this world. We would be raised up. We would be lifted up in Him. But guess what? His life will be exalted in us. We will be living such a life of righteousness and truth. Huh? And holiness. Okay? Uh, let's, a few more minutes here. Uh, Colossians chapter 3. I didn't get, it, I didn't get it, the opportunity to use my Amplified Bible yet. I might. Colossians chapter 3. Does anybody remember where that's at? Somebody will say, it's in the Bible. Verse number one from Colossians chapter three and two. Well, let's read three, two. It says, If ye then be risen with Christ, if ye be risen, if ye be risen. Everybody see that? Seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Look what he says. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So we see that's what's gonna happen if we if we're if we are raised up with him, if he be 
if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things that are before or above. So in other words, that ought to be our desire. That ought to be our longing to seek. And that's why, why, you know, we started out with this. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness. You know, that's what he's saying. Hey, set your affection on things above. Because <coughs> when you set your affection on things above, all these other things, as far as your life, guess what? God's going to keep you. Huh? God's going to keep you. He's going to, everything's going to be taken care of. Okay, so we see that. Now, I'll get a chance here. Well, just a few more minutes if that's all right with everybody. Is that right? Uh, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. And, and we see here in a couple places in the book of Matthew, I'm just going to use the book of Matthew for now, because it's obviously in other places, but I'm just going to use these because they come to mind. But uh, in verse number 24, Matthew 16, it says this. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There's a good reason why we need to crucify the flesh. Because if we don't crucify the flesh, there's no way we're going to be, live, we're going to be able to live that resurrected life. So that's why we have to, like, like he said, crucify the flesh with the affections and lusts thereof. Okay? So look what he says. Now this is the part that I want to focus on. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Now, why, why do you suppose that Jesus is saying this and all of a sudden in the next verse says, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Why do you suppose he asked that question right when he finished making that statement? Huh? Because if we're not seeking the life up there, the only other thing that we'll be seeking is the life down here. So that's why it's important for us to seek the life up here, not the life down here. That's why he said that. Okay, just let me enlighten you, or should I say the, let, let the Lord enlighten you with this, okay? Uh, and I'll read you out of the, uh, I'll read you out of the uh, Amplified Translation, the Amplified Bible, the same uh, scripture verse I just got done reading to you. Listen to this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight of, and forget himself and his own interests. And take up his cross and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me. Conform wholly to my example in living, and if need be, in dying also. Yes. Then he says this, For whoever is bent on saving his temporal life, for whoever is bent on saving his temporal life, his comfort and security here, huh? his comfort and security here, all right? He says, shall lose it, his eternal life. Yes. 
And whosoever loses his life, his comfort and security here for my sake shall find it. Life everlasting or the eternal life. Hallelujah. You know, and, and he mentions that again in Matthew 10, 38, and he who do, does not take up his cross and follow me, cleave steadfastly to me, conforming wholly to my example in living, and if need be in dying, is not worthy of me. Okay, verse number 39. Whosoever finds his lower life will lose it, the higher life. And whosoever loses his lower life on my account will find it the higher life. So I know this. A lot of times the reason why it is sometimes we, we struggle is this. Is we're trying to hold on to our lower life. Hallelujah. See, being able to have that prosperity, being able to let God, if we exalt Him in our lives, if, we, if He's lifted up in our lives, if we exalt Him, if we exalt Him, why, why does the Bible say, why does the Bible say this? I think we need to read it over and over and over again until it sinks in. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and He will exalt you in due time. Amen. Huh? Amen. Humble yourself to him. He will exalt you. Humility, he will exalt you. Huh? And so that's why he said, Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Woo! My. My, my, my. And if we just heed to that, we just heed to his instruction. If we just, if we seek the higher life and not the lower life. If the higher life is our priority. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. My, my. Don't forget, tomorrow is the, we switched it from Friday to tomorrow, Thursday, the alcohol sale because of Lent. I, I just, I guess, completely forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> we still need uh, one five-pound bag of cheese. 15 tomatoes, two large containers of salsa, and three large containers of sour cream. Okay. That's what's still needed. Okay. Everybody hear that? Mm -hmm. Well, I have the lift right here. To... Yeah, I completely forgot about Lent. Lent, Lent, whatever it is. Lent, Lent. <laughs> Melissa was mentioning that we have a problem with Lent. Lent. So I was thinking, well, go to Walmart and get one of those rollers. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that right there. 
But he was speaking about the other kind of land. Praise God. So, and anybody, anybody that can help with the talking sale, delivering, preparing, and sure would welcome your help. Thank you very much. God bless you. Greet one another. In Jesus' name, you all dismissed.